Nice part two. Exactly over <laughs> Norway, uh, which minus the Cold War. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, Norway. I, Norway's a little shady. I don't know. I don't know much about the Norway uh, political. We system. thought that Army. perhaps Iraq should have a hockey team so that we could relive the miracle on ice. <laughs> but wouldn't the miracle yeah, be for it, them? It would, <laughs> it would I don't be for know. them. The miracle, miracle would be if they could skate. Yeah, terms exactly. Of <laughs> Exactly. Well, if we're trying yeah, to... But, uh, th- that curling match was awesome. I-, I actually caught the first couple ends of that match. Well, what, what, uh, what time was that? When that you was at th- between 3 and 4 a.m. <laughs> after I finished watching Quiz Show. Dave um, Pickle is pretty hardcore about his curling. But. Yeah, no, I, you know, I stayed up, was watching a bit of curling. I saw the, the brushers and the throwers. You know, it's it's a pretty fun sport. It's not that boring yeah. to watch. Well, no, no, it's kind I of exciting. It. The, it's the, like the, shuffleboard on ice. It's the only... Has a cult-like Do following, you have to be though? old to... To be a curler. Well, no, this was my thing. I was dis- kind of disappointed, you know, not to be, uh, what's the... Anti-American. Anti-American, yeah. But but I, I was kind of disappointed that Team USA won because, you know, it's not a very strong program, the Team USA curling squad. And I figured that, you know, uh, give me four years and I could get three other guys. We could we could be on the curling team uh, for the 2010 games in Vancouver. But now, now that we're upsetting Norway and all, I don't know if that's possible. So I'll just have to train a little bit harder. Steve Lake, the consummate team player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, one of the reasons that we actually were able to defeat Norway is their uh, their captain and like best thrower had an injured left knee. Oh, no, 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 I'm serious. No, oh, I'm serious. And he like he couldn't approach the the line when he was throwing well because his knee was hurting him too bad, and he missed a lot of really easy shots. And and you know don't forget it, it's not no, I'm serious. carrying carrying a forty pa- and throwing a forty pound Scottish stone stone is uh, not always easy. <laughs> it, it's it's not as easy as it looks. It takes a, a lot of intense training. But uh, we're about ready to wrap things up. But we'll uh, just quickly mention, as I saw Ted Pickett, that the water polo team has lost four games in a row. Nice. But uh, that's going to do it for us here on Extra Points. For everyone here in the studio, I'm Steve Lake saying good night, Michigan. When you and about to give up. Welcome to another WCBN Sports production here on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Penny. Back to pass. Blitz is coming. Gets it away. It's caught by Edwards. He streaks across and scores the touchdown. Braylon Edwards into the end zone again. And the Wolverines have put the points on the board. Will await the extra points. The pressure now squarely on the shoulders of the Michigan Bing Crosby, wrap your troubles and dreams, take four. Castles may tumble, that's made after all. Life's really funny that way. Sang the wrong melody, we'll play it back. See what it sounds like, hey, hey. They cut out eight bars, the dirty bastard. I didn't know which eight bars he was going to cut. Why don't somebody tell me these things around here? Holy Christ, I'm going off my nuts. The last masking of Freeform, WCBN-FM, and Abba.
Sounds like a bunch of left-wing hippies to me. <laughs> oh, jeez, that mic is on. The mic's on. Oh, my God. Turn off the microphone. The mic is on. Indeed. Welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And Jim Dwyer returning after some weeks away. Yeah, well, it's good to have you back. Uh, Of course, we're doing our fundraiser show tonight, so 763-3500 is the number. We've got all kinds of cool premia that phone answers can let you know about New Revolution Tea. And, uh, oh, we got the tote bag. And the uh, reliable $10 pledge for a mug. That mug's good for any number of beverages. And uh, it may even uh, allow you to keep your spouse in line. <laughs> Indeed, I guess. And uh, <laughs> if, he, if he or she uh, uh, strays. Well, uh, speaking of strays, um, it's just too bad that they didn't have a video of Dick Cheney out there hunting quail. <laughs> now, you could also say it's too bad he wasn't out with Scalia. Well, it's <laughs> odd. You know, it kind of kind of makes you wonder if Bush and Cheney are ever going to go hunting uh, while they remain together. In, yeah, while they remain in office. <laughs> that would be classic. President and vice president accidentally slay each other sure, in a hunting incident. I'm sure that Dick Cheney is not tuned into WCBN tonight. Instead, he's probably listening to... Eric Clapton slash Bob Marley's, I shot the sheriff, but I did not shoot no deputy. And, of course, Bush is the ever-reliable deputy dog in the in the White House scheme of things, I'm afraid. Yeah, it, it times out perfectly, of course, for this program and for uh, the fundraiser to have a, a, a ready-made Dick Cheney joke. Uh, of course, uh, brain damage awards being a regular feature of the Gray Matters program. Dick Cheney's received uh, his share. Uh, this time, uh, proving uh, that it's dangerous to hang out with Dick Cheney. Um, interesting thing, though, if you think about it, and if you know anything at all about uh, hunting or game birds or even walks in the countryside, the story that Dick Cheney, uh, the incident has been described in a way that raises an interesting question to me because one of the observations is, and this is from uh, Catherine Armstrong, who owns the ranch, uh, apparently, that uh, a shot was fired, the birds, of course, all leave, and then Dick Cheney's story is that he turned and another group of birds uh, flew up, and that's when he took the shot that winged his uh, host. But that really doesn't make any sense because when a shot is fired, all birds in the area will will flee, will rise up at that uh, percussive sound, and so there are no birds that will remain for a second volley of shots. So... Who knows? It could be another uh, pretzel-type uh, related incident where a whole lot of alcohol was involved. Yeah, or maybe uh, maybe the DDT <laughs> hasn't been cleared from that area of Texas, and these quails are deaf. And, uh, yeah, b- when Bush's par- uh, padre used to go quail hunting, I always found that amazing since his vice president was named Dan Quail. And they never went hunting together. Of course, it reminds us, by the way, of the... Uh, True cost of guns in America, um, I think I read somewhere where the average number of Americans that die daily from gunshots is 75. And uh, just a little item from the uh, good old reliable Washington Post editorial about um, who pays for uh, medical treatment of gunshot wounds in America with taxpayer dollars. This, of course, uh, Medicaid and uh, other assorted uh, problems with our insurance system it totals and this is from 1999 2.3 billion dollars a year in medical treatment 
So while you hear all this hoopla about terrorism, almost daily from the White House, because that's the only thing they can talk about anymore since they're so utterly incompetent and everything else, uh, you, 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 the average American's got to worry more about guns in America than terrorist plots from Osama bin Laden. But uh, alas, the American media never really focuses in on how phony the war on terrorism really is. Yeah, that is uh, the only consistent peg on which they have to hang a hat, and uh, and that's just because of the terror element of just using that that discourse that to keep talking about terrorism when in fact aside from the 9/11 attacks this, this dubious uh, uh, thwarted attack on Los Angeles uh, that Bush came forward with uh, a week or so ago seems really interesting and odd and convenient well okay if they're going to parcel out uh, information in in that sort of a way terrorism uh, just as a talking point um, has its own element of self-contained terror to talk about terrorism terrorizes the American people and that's I think the reason why uh, that's the only thing leg they've left to stand on because well okay that really is scary so enough people are willing to buy it or to allow that argument to to stand and Bush it should be questioned more closely of course that all all they do is um, promote fear and loathing <laughs> and seven six three thirty five hundred is the number down here for gray matters and, of course, we've got good old reliable Tom DeLay uh, with this utterly amazing quote from the late 90s. Uh, and this basically uh, sort of in the aftermath of Columbine said uh, this remarkable thing. He said, guns have little or nothing to do with juvenile violence. The causes of youth violence, said Tom DeLay, are daycare, the teaching of evolution, and working mothers who take birth control pills. Uh, courtesy of The Nation magazine, one of our reliable sources of truth and wisdom down here on Gray Matters. That's an inspired... Uh, and Tom DeLay, of course. Observation. Uh, this was well before he I mean, how could you actually believe that unless you were high on some sort of fumes? <laughs> Evolution. <laughs> Daycare. Daycare, or... Working mothers who take birth control pills. Well, uh, I mean, that re- harkens back to the <laughs> language that Pat Robertson used when he spoke at the, uh, what was it, the 88 uh, Republican convention, uh, you know, blaming uh, lesbians and, and uh, unmarried mothers and witches for America's ills. Uh, maybe perhaps in his bizarre fantasy world, uh, but certainly not in reality. By the way, if you're a lingering listener from the sports program uh, and monitor uh, WCBN for sports broadcasting, uh, we are willing to take donations online as well, wcbn.org backslash donate. And it's a secure site, and any uh, donation that you can make to the station is greatly appreciated. It is totally necessary to keep the station up and running for another year. So we do need to hear uh, calls and uh, internet donations from the listeners. And another uh, interesting official in the news this past week, we'll just mention this uh, moron and give him a brain damage award, apparently uh, good old George C. Deutsch. Uh, A 24-year-old spokesperson for NASA who apparently has been going around the country trying to denigrate James E. Hansen, the uh, NASA expert on global warming, who's been warning the American public and 
Washington at large, uh, that he uh, that global warming is a serious problem. And it's interesting, he apparently has been sort of forced to resign in the controversy and has told the public that he has never been told to censor science. And yet if you go back and you check Project Censored, another uh, little nugget that uh, the Metro Times uh, publishes every year, the top ten censored stories, and this from 2004 when the number three story was Bush administration manipulates science and censors scientists. This was the top three Project Censored story that year. And just to elaborate on that, tampering with data that threatens corporate profits is much more widespread under the Bush administration than we've been led to believe, and the EPA has emerged as one of the administration's primary targets. One of the first White House moves on the day Bush was inaugurated was to fire engineer Tony Oppegard, the leader of a federal team investigating a 300 million gallon slurry spill at a coal mining site in Kentucky. Black lava-like toxic sludge containing 60 poisonous chemicals choked and sterilized up to 100 miles of rivers and creeks, according to RFK Jr., who wrote in the Nation magazine, the EPA dubbed it the greatest environmental catastrophe in the history of the eastern United States. And this, of course, is what we've been getting for five years of the Bush administration regarding science. They're going around the country promoting things like uh, family values and uh, school prayer and the Ten Commandments in the schools and intelligent design and all sorts of faith-based concepts when it comes to science. Uh, Bush, of course, inserted a little nugget in his State of the Union just a couple of weeks ago about how the government is going to fund money, uh, this is amazing, to actually create 75,000 math and science teachers within the next 10 years to catch America up to the rest of the world. And, of course, the United States ranks uh, in comparison to international uh, testing standards in math and science, usually in the low 20s out of uh, the top 30 industrialized nations in math and science. But uh, Well, another amazing uh, fact that it boggles the mind. I mean, there's really no other way to put it. In the recently uh, put forth budget, uh, all funding for the first of its kind, a nationwide study, uh, focusing on trying to root out uh, sources and causes of what are becoming epidemics of diabetes, obesity, and asthma in children. And uh, the funding for this testing, this survey, has been cut entirely. I think it's $54 million worth of spending that it was going to gobble up. But uh, clearly... I mean, what could be a more important investment for America's future but to find out about the long-term health of the children? Won't someone think of the children? And, uh, but and, uh, no, I mean, let's cut that because, uh, let's face it, Iraq uh, is costing $10 billion a month, and uh, Halliburton needs its cut. Well, and, and this George Deutsch is an interesting example of the Bush administration's cronyism. I mean, here's a guy, he's 24 years old, getting inserted into a fairly lucrative job, apparently, as a spokesperson at NASA. By the way, he was forced to resign last week as apparently his resume was uh, not in order completely. But he Not been, really a college graduate? Well, he had been promoted uh, from, uh, he worked uh, 
on the Bush re-election campaign uh, while he attended Texas A&M. And the resume issue was a little overblown because apparently he <laughs> was in the process of, of completing his college degree uh, when he dropped out to uh, help re-elect the president. But uh, this uh, leaked a story today about the uh, total breakdown of the government uh, during FEMA. FEMA's response to Katrina is... Uh, not surprising, and it's actually... It's a little scary. Amazing <laughs> that even the Republicans have issued such uh, commentary on the Bush administration in which, uh, at every level, individual, corporate, philanthropic, and government, we failed to meet the challenge that was Katrina. And, of course, it goes on to note that the White House misled the public about what they knew and when they knew it. And, of course... Uh, Going back to the good old reliable days in question, you discover uh, from that era, uh, Ken Silverstein in the Los Angeles Times has this uh, remarkable analysis of top FEMA officials, and none of these people have any qualifications to run the FEMA administration whatsoever. In fact, they're all promoted from political campaigns and or the SBA, of all things, uh, to work in top-level uh, layers of the FEMA ad, uh, administration, a subsidiary of the Department of Homeland Security. And uh, it's just a remarkable thing. This, by the way, is a leaked story. That's uh, This report will be out later in the week. But it's uh, remarkable to examine the background of these white male Republican cronies uh, running FEMA back when. Georgie Porgy was in charge. Well, of course, the uh, emails uh, to and from uh, Brownie yeah. about his wardrobe suggestions have been printed in Harper's Magazine. And, uh, you know, in the midst of the worst early stages of the levee breakage and the disastrous flooding, uh, he's being advised uh, to, you know, roll up your shirt sleeves next time you're on TV so that it looks like you're working. Uh, and he actually responds to that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure that's that mind-numbing. Bush and Brownie were exchanging fashion uh, advice uh, to one another uh, back then, and when I, uh, w- yeah, when I read that stuff, it just occurred to me that uh, Michael D. Brown must be a repressed metrosexual because <laughs> he was so worried about the color coordination of his outfits and whether his ties matched. And it's a hurricane! It's a hurricane! My big break! I'm going to be on TV. Ah. <laughs> uh, Hell of a job, Brownie. Oh, boy. If, uh, of course, now he's come out and is trying to defend Distance his. himself and simultaneously defend and distance. You know, yeah. it's Cheridoff. It's Cheridoff. Um, yeah, it probably is Cheridoff, too, but, uh, I mean. And it, what were his qualifications? Uh, ironically, he led the House impeachment of Bill Clinton. <laughs> uh, he's a lawyer. Um, probably not somebody that you want in charge of the Department of Homeland Security. I'm sure he's an expert on dry cleaning. Now, yeah, dry cleaning and uh, oral sex, but <laughs> I'm not too sure where that comes in handy. Uh, directing the Department of Homeland Security, and once again, uh, the president has been inadequate in defending uh, these appointments. He's in charge. He's right. responsible for this incompetence. And uh, you know, in comparison, just to point out that during the Clinton administration, they actually had a highly qualified person in James Lee Witt, who had widespread expertise in this sort of real disaster preparedness and 
you know the the sort of the layers of administration that are required in coordinating this these sorts of fiascos um it's just remarkable when you continue to see the same things repeating themselves uh that political cronies are in charge 763-3500 that allows you to be in charge down here donate yeah that's right we need your calls uh i hear from uh folks around town who listen to the program and say that uh Hearing the kind of things that we talk about on Gray Matters keeps them sane and, and helps them realize that, well, okay, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one who feels like uh, this brain damage award needs to be delivered. So uh, if uh, that's true for you, give us a call at 763-3500. Everybody down here is a volunteer uh, with a few exceptions. Our chief engineer, our general manager receive uh, stipends from the university, but everybody else is volunteer. Uh, and uh, very dedicated to keeping the station up. We do need listener assistance, though. And what we do, of course, down here in Gray Matters is we try and inform, enlighten, entertain, uh, expand on the uh, important public issues of the days. Uh, I always say that one of our jobs is to disseminate propaganda and uh, political uh, stupidity uh, and elaborate on how foolish uh, the people that run America really are. I mean, one of our, you know, this is just an old clipping that I brought in that it's classic delighted the heck out of us uh, back when it appeared when uh, Jerry Falwell told the world <laughs> that Tinky Winky is gay. The truth must be revealed. And, of course, this is remarkable. It's a picture of the good old Teletubbies, a show that I've never seen. Uh, but I understand that your uh, daughters, for a time, did watch it, right? So. Did watch it. Uh, they were their little furry. <laughs> I, my impression was that all four Teletubbies were entirely sexless, asexual. Yeah. <laughs> and this, of course, is in reference to one of the particular Teletubbies, that, the purple one, the purple one that carries a purse, and apparently the antennas that these little um, androids. Uh, <laughs> Are dressed up as uh, is also a, su- a sign of gay power. Um, I don't know if Tinky Winky had, has made any appearances in Brokeback Mountain, but <laughs> <laughs> I could just picture Tinky Winky uh, driving through one of the sets on a horse. That would <laughs> be so funny with Jerry Falwell. <laughs> Just spying from behind a shrub. <laughs> it could be. There a, he is. There he is. There's that gay one. <laughs> could revive the, uh, oh, uh, a classic Western. Right. <laughs> well, well, of course. Round up the usual suspects. <laughs> <laughs> the truly amazing thing is, is that although never elected to office, people like Jerry Falwell and Pat Robertson and other televangelists, you know, extreme, religious fundamentalist extremists uh, with regards to their discourse, if not uh, uh, with the way all of them spend their money, although Pat Robertson certainly spends his money in very bizarre and interesting ways. These guys wield tremendous uh, behind-the-scenes power. I mean, Pat Robertson is, is interviewed on uh, TV news programs as though he were some sort of Expert analyst on world matters. I mean, he's got some sort of psychopathic Armageddonist uh, agenda, and he tries to filter the events of the world through his own pre-planned scenario that uh, is quite alarming. And, uh, you know, of course, NPR uh, covers a lot of ground, uh, but they can't quite uh, hammer away as uh, dependent as they are upon uh, national funding uh we rely on listeners for funding and 
we know that our listeners want to hear about uh, the real dangers that mainstream media will not usually address. And uh, community radio is really one of the freest and most open forms of uh, communication left in this country. And it does require listener support. Seven six three thirty five hundred. Uh, I've just uh, started a book uh, that's rather remarkable. It's the worlds of Herman Kahn, one of these murky people from the Cold War that actually emerges as a sort of a prototype for Doctor Strangelove. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote a very important book back in the uh, early sixties, late fifties, uh, called On Thermonuclear War, in which he entertained quite openly the idea of thermonuclear war as a possible future for the American government. But it's fascinating to learn at the beginning of this book, this startling thing, um, and this is about uh, American intelligence at the time monitoring the Soviet Union, and this, of course, relates to the infamous missile gap that was a, a fictitious campaign theme of the 1960 debates between Richard Nixon and John F. Kennedy. Whipping up, riding that fear pony again. The fear, you know, the whip fear. it up, whip it up. And it's it's remarkable to see uh, history repeat itself and how the war on terror is so reminiscent of the mania and fear mongering that occurred during the uh, incipient uh, years of the so called Cold War, which we are continually continually being told we've won. I uh, search in vain for historical evidence of this. Uh, you know, Korea was a stalemate. Vietnam was a defeat. Uh, Reagan's three endeavors, uh, Angola, Nicaragua, and Afghanistan. That was our one victory, Afghanistan. <laughs> and what a victory. Some victory it was. Nicaragua basically a stalemate and El Salvador a uh, mass grave. And Angola a, a defeat. But interestingly, I'll just read this paragraph about the uh, remarkable duplicity and lies that the U.S. government and media perpetrated on the American public. Uh, These intelligence agencies back then, um, the Air Force concluded in 1960 that the Soviet arsenal was vastly more formidable than anything that the CIA's program of aerial reconnaissance, this is in reference to U-2s, had spotted. Strategic Air Command officers unhesitatingly identified as missiles every smudge and blot on you two photos a crimean war memorial a medieval tower even the silhouettes of conventional ammunition depots in the urals a year later they tutored the new president's advisors on how even with the most recent introduction of satellite espionage missile installations might still elude detection on the assumption that the soviets routinely camouflage their assets They projected as many as a 1,000 ICBMs in the Russian inventory and at least 200 already squatted in their launchers. Other estimates suggested 15. All were wrong. Only four Soviet missiles were operational in 1961. Wow. This is mind-boggling. Sounds like Colin Powell's presentation to the U.N. on uh, missile... uh you know, weapon of mass destruction sites. And this is in the preface of this uh, book about Herman Kahn, uh, one of the intellectual architects of uh, America's r- remarkable nuclear buildup in the uh, 50s, 60s, and 70s, uh, in which the United States was capable of destroying the globe something like 26 times over. And remarkably, the United States spent during the Cold War $8 trillion on nuclear weaponry and another $4 trillion on the Cold War in general. And we wonder why the government has so little money for the important 
concerns of Americans today. Bankrupted ourselves financing this uh, remarkable intelligence failure. Well, it's more than an intelligence failure. It really represents uh, fraud on a, on a grand and colossal scale and a huge transfer of wealth. I mean, the wealth of the American people, the taxpayers, has been shifted into the bank accounts of uh, munitions manufacturers, essentially. And if you follow Wall Street, you'll know that this is the case. <coughs> These are the kinds of issues we discuss down here on Gray Matter. 763-3500 is... Uh, Time is uh, winding down here. Yeah, Jerry Mack, of course, will be up with uh, Yazoo City Calling, as usual, at 7. I just wanted to mention quickly uh, the recent uh, resignation of a pretty noble uh, and honorable religious figure. Uh, You know, I've made fun of some uh, televangelists earlier and had my little cheap shots at the Pope uh, from time to time as he has done bizarre things, both uh, Benedict and Paul, and John Paul, rather, when... uh, they canonized fascists and so forth, but uh, Bishop Thomas Gumbleton from Detroit, a uh, very uh, noble guy who is outspoken on uh, a number of human rights issues all through the years, not afraid to take a stand against uh, Reagan's uh, human rights abuses in the Central American uh, conflicts of the 80s, uh, Bishop Gumbleton uh, resigning, and actually had some interesting things to say about uh, the church, Catholic Church's uh, child abuse uh, scandal. Uh, Gumbleton acknowledged having been abused himself as a child, and uh, he believes that the statute of limitations on priests who abuse should be lifted. So uh, here's a guy who's uh, not afraid to say uh, something, even if it's going to ruffle feathers, and he will be missed in the uh, protest scene here in southeast Michigan. We always have these bizarre items uh, that we read from time to time down here on Gray Matters over the years. We've had, you know, the dog wedding that occurred in uh, Alabama, the uh, famous uh, guy that chainsawed his own neck uh, in honor of declaring love to his... uh, Internet other? His internet (laughs) other that had rejected him. But I always... Some 